Then you get a room that's just for you, right? Yeah, I, w I did one in uh, New York City. Got a bottle of limoncello. Me, my ex-wife, and our buddy Dominic, the pizza guy. And uh, you just you have a catalog, you got a TV, and a microphone. You just sit there and pick song after song after song. We were the only Anglos <laughs> in there. It was all Asian folk except for us. Oh, wow. What is that? Is that blatantly clear, the connection there? Is it... Like, the Japanese people love karaoke, right? It's because well, it's, it's where, Japanese? Yeah, I mean, karaoke is Japanese for empty symphony. So they, they started the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Man, we really, uh, we white folk, we really ran with that. Oh, we we like, don't own it because they still probably do it better, but, man, we really embraced that. Well, my, my ex used to be a karaoke hostess. Five, five nights a week, she oh, was wow. out someplace different. Well, isn't it interesting, like... When you look at the Asian culture and what it's like, and then you look at, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, uh -oh. but if you look at the most hardcore karaoke karaokeers, like the the schmooze of the world and the people yeah. who follow him every week, couldn't be more could, white. Exactly, and further couldn't be further from Asian. Right. Take that for what it's worth. I take it for an accurate observation. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. We're about to hear from Grady Grady Judd. He gonna talk about a lot, a lot of blood, and he gonna call with evidence and proof of a massacre that occurred in Frostproof. Uh oh. What has been sold? Not strictly made of stone. So when I saw that uh, Grady was doing a press conference at 11 a.m., I didn't yet know that they had brought someone into custody. And um, like most of you, I was on social media waiting for it to drop, and uh, and I saw um, Fox 13, ABC, Action News, etc. They started to run with the live press conference. And within a couple of minutes, it became clear to me that this mystery massacre mm. that rumored to be around a fishing trip and was purportedly initially about a spurned man or woman or yeah, something. something like that. We heard some stuff. Um, however, uh, it turns out that the details are even sadder than that because it involves property. Property. And that's what I'm sure Grady's going to talk about is his role as a law enforcement officer. You got to understand about this guy. He is Lakeland. Like, he cares so much about all of Polk County that if you're driving there and you're broken down on the side of the road and he happens to see you in his big old pick-em-up truck, he's going to stop and he's gonna, he'll change a tire for you. He seems like a good guy. Like, like I mean, at his core. He officiated in a wedding of some, uh, some friends of my girlfriend. Like, they were telling me about, like, why, because her dad was a cop and, uh, and she said that Grady, like, officiated in the wedding and everything and... He's just an unbelievably caring guy. Now, we differ when it comes to certain issues, especially when it comes to cannabis. Um, however, given his perspective, he just comes from it from a different way. And um, I respect where he comes from, even if we may differ. Uh, he gets, catches, quote unquote, flack, which he couldn't care less about from people who think that he cares more about being on TV than he does solving crimes. You're wrong. He cares a lot about being on TV, but he cares even more about solving crimes and getting creeps off the streets of Polk County. His detectives set up task forces where they uh, they lure perverts into situations where they think they're talking to underage kids, and then they arrest those perverts. I like that they do that. I don't 
think that these people should be among us if they would entertain the notion of meeting up with a kid for the purpose of sex. Well, and I think, you know, the the press conferences and the way that he handles himself and, and the fact that he's so good at it, I don't think those two are mutually exclusive. You can be the best damn sheriff around and also be really damn good at getting out there and, you know, communicating your message, which he happens to be great at both, in my opinion. He's excellent at both. He does it better than anybody, and I consider him America's sheriff. Um, we usually have him on when we're going to discuss, say, an issue about one of his stings or if something monumental. I think uh, we had him on when there was a fight in a convenience store. Oh, yeah, there was that fight uh, over the over the door not being open for right. somebody. Or somebody not saying thank you when the, when they were, the door was open for them. Correct. And, uh, and this time we talked to him under very unfortunate circumstances. However, I wanted to have him on to really get his human emotion that I saw this morning. Every Grady Judd press conference you see, it's usually... He's pissed off that these perverts would try something in Polk County, but he's giving props to his detectives and letting fellow parents like me out there know these are the monsters that are living among us, and this is what I'm going to do to keep your kids and our community safe. Today's press conference from Sheriff Grady Judd of Polk County had a very different theme to it and a different feel to it. Yesterday when I saw Grady talking about the murder of three young men, Daniel Tillman, 23, Kevin Springfield, 30, and Brandon Rollins, 27, some of whose friends listen to our show and we're very sorry and we issue our heartfelt condolences about what happened to your friends and family members. Um, when Grady talked about this yesterday, you could really tell that this affected him. He didn't want this to happen. Uh and uh, he was hot to get these people uh, into custody who did it. Absolutely. And, I mean, he, he said you know, this was one of the worst scenes that he's he's witnessed in, in his entire career. So, oh, man, I'm just seeing. I, th I think we might be uh, I think we might be butted uh, right up to his appearance on Fox News. What's he on? When's he, he on Fox? Uh, he was just on Fox just within the hour. Oh, Fox News National or Fox, Fox News National. Oh, really? When I got on this morning right before I came to the show, this story was the front page story on the Fox News page on the National. Um. I can't believe that he always makes time for us. I consider myself very honored to have a pretty good relationship with him. I've yet to run into him at a Lakeland restaurant. I would love to so I could buy him a beverage and a and a meal even. I would pick up his check anywhere, 1961 even. And that's not a cheap meal, John. That's a it's a pretty expensive Mexican dinner with some Carajillo drinks. Go there one day. Very good stuff. Love to take you. Um, but Grady is always very quick to respond. His people are always uh, easy to reach. And, uh, and in moments... He's going to call up and we're going to talk about what happened um, in Frostproof and how the trail led him to the pure evil in the flesh perpetrators that he described today in a press conference. That we, that's what he said, pure evil in the flesh. I mean, this guy seems like the baddest of bad. You're talking about a, a small rural community where, from what he said earlier, People were just blowing up the tip line, bringing this guy's name up, not knowing anything about whether he was there, just that he's that bad of a guy. He has over 230 felony charges in his life. That's a, that's a real thing that can happen, I guess. I don't know how that happens, and there has to be some sort of uh, of legislation uh, enacted to where a guy who commits 230 felonies isn't able to walk among us. At least no more than 200. Like maybe 175 yeah. is the cutoff before they finally go, you know what, we're going to lock you up and throw away the key. Uh, but it, but in this case, 
uh, there was an arrest made. Now, the perpetrator, the uh, the uh, chief perpetrator, am I 26 years old? Man, this is proof that drugs are bad. Because when you see a picture of this guy, he does not look 26. He if, looks 50. If you told me he was 42, 43, that sounds a little low still. <laughs> Correct. The Life has been hard on this guy, and he's been hard on life as well. Um, 230 felonies behind to his name and he's now behind bars and accused of murdering three fishing buddies in Frostproof, two other suspects arrested, and they're saying that it all stemmed, believe it or not, did you hear me, Drew, from an argument over a truck. A truck. They got into an argument over a truck. And while you listen to the gruesome details and the heartfelt emotion from one Grady Judge Sheriff, I would encourage you when you're in a dispute with someone over property, over a relationship, over whatever, the second it starts to get heated, ask yourself, is this worth it? Because the answer is, it's not worth it. Whether that truck is a, is a Lamborghini SUV and it costs you $300,000 or that truck is a 1976 uh, whatever, uh, it's not worth it shedding blood over so find a peaceful way to resolve it do you think that capability you're born with it or does that happen over years and years of drug abuse and you know just being within the system and whatever else that you know it's happened to him that that you get to that point because being able to murder multiple people all based around property the truck engine like that doesn't like, like, I don't know if you're born with that or if, or if you were taught that or that becomes instilled in you, your, your lack of value of human life. I think anyone who has poisoned their brain with, and I'm not saying this guy did this, I'm just saying anyone who has poisoned his brain with methamphetamine or any type of drug, uh, I would say is capable of not thinking rationally when they get all pissed off and doing something that they might regret later. But uh, premeditated-wise, if you set out to do that, that's a very specific person. Drew Grubb Alive, hello, who are you? Hello? Thank you. Uh, our number is 727-579-1025. I'm just now checking to make sure uh, 3.30 today, actually 3.45 instead. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, so he, he did Fox News, and we'll catch him on the uh, tail end of that. Who's on the afternoon in uh, Fox News? Do you know uh, let me see who was interviewing him. I wonder if he enjoys TV or radio more. If he uh, Oh, he loves TV. I mean, he really does. I mean, I mean, right? well, I mean especially if you're talking about... Uh, you know, you're talking about the big boys, you're talking about Fox News. Yeah, it's big for for him and for everybody, really, to see him. Uh, now. And I know he doesn't like the Polk County community to be represented by a massacre, but the the people I talk to in Polk, and I do talk to a lot of people in Polk, uh, they uh, they appreciate the fact that he makes them feel safe uh, in their community and holds people accountable for the crimes they commit. I always knew that uh, when he was sheriff. And uh, back in the day when uh, riding dirty was a thing, uh, I always knew that you did not want to be loud when you're driving through Polk County on I-4. You know what I mean, John? Like loud? Oh, loud? Like yeah, I loud. know what you mean. Like like you got the you got the 808s bumping. No, no, no. You you don't want to you don't want to have that loud. Well, yeah, you want to be respectful of others because not everybody wants to hear your, uh, you know, your gang banging music. You might not be up on the uh, up on the terminology uh, that the kids use these days. What what I'm saying is, um, you don't want to be too loud when you're driving through Polk, riding dirty, fogging it out, chiefing it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. loud. Yeah. The kids call it loud. 
What about what if you got your card? Um, I still think you're not supposed to be doing it while you're behind okay. the wheel of a motor vehicle. Well, sometimes I get stressed while I'm driving. Well, I know we all do, uh, but uh, but you don't want to do it there. Okay. So, uh, oops, damn it, I missed the hotline by a second. He called on it, but it but it disconnected. There we go. So I I will spare you the introduction that I just gave him for seven minutes straight. Uh, what a great guy he is, and what he's done for Polk County, and how proud I am of his his forthrightness. And you could tell that he's a real human being when he stands in front of the camera and tells you the gruesome details of something that happened in Frostproof. And I will simply say, uh, Sheriff, thank you for making time for us as always. And um, I will say congratulations to you and everyone with uh, with Polk County Sheriff's Department for bringing this, in my opinion, gruesome scumbag to justice rather swiftly. How are you today? I'm fine, Drew. That's the nicest thing I can think to say about this guy. I mean, he's evil in the flesh. Yes, he he's hostile and wild, and he's he's a vicious murderer is what he is. Grady, how does a guy with 200, and I know you've been asked this question all day, and I'm sure you're sick of it, but how does a guy with 230 felony charges to his name even breathe the same free air that we all breathe and then and then squander that by executing three people in cold blood? This guy's been a criminal since he was 12 years old, and he's only 26. And he picked up a lot, of, you know, he would break into a series of cars or or damage a bunch of cars at one time. He had a lot of juvenile charges. Even with all this 230 charges, he's been in prison the last six of eight years. He's just wild and out of control every moment of his life. Andrew, you know, I hear people talk about this tough criminal justice system and we're too hard on people. Mm. This guy's gotten all kinds of breaks in his life. We have a very forgiving criminal justice system Yet we have legislators that still want to turn criminals out of prison. How much easier do you want to get on this guy? Well, you bring up a great point there, Grady. And it has to be so frustrating for you and your deputies when you arrest a guy and then you see him bond out. And then two weeks later, he's uh, being an idiot, breaking into somebody's car. Or in this case, uh, the the awful, awful situation of Frostproof. Where were you when you first heard what happened in Frostproof? And uh, kind of take us through those first couple of moments, if you don't mind. Well, we were first briefed whenever the 911 call came in. And, of course, we sent deputies immediately, and we discovered this horrible crime scene where these three young men had been massacred, shot up. So uh, we sent our homicide teams, our crime scene teams, and we got to investigating. And we saw after ta- and learned after we talked to the family, these three guys have been best of friends for a very long time, and they were on their way to go fishing. Now, what's more wholesome on a Friday night than three best friends going fishing near Frostproof, Florida, in a beautiful little lake? And at the end of the day, we knew that they had confronted someone for some reason, where there was no evidence at the crime scene of drugs, drug dealing, uh, alcohol, There was no indication from talking to people that it was a domestic event. We had no idea. But we did have one tip. As we were working the crime scene, we saw a Dollar General bag on the front seat of Damien's truck. So being trained detectives, we went back to Dollar General. 
pull the tape and saw where he had gone shopping there just before he went fishing. And guess who's standing behind him in line? T.J. Wiggins, the murderer. And T.J.'s there with his brother and his girlfriend. So when our victim, Damien, leaves the store, he had actually had a conversation with T.J., a very cordial conversation. And But they overheard T.J. tell the representative of the store that was checking them out, I'm going fishing with some friends. Okay. And one of their names is Kevin. So that's when T.J. asked his brother, is Kevin going fishing with them? following. So they went to the lake and that's where they confronted. TJ got out of the vehicle, confronted him with a gun, asked Kevin, where's my truck? Kevin said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, I asked you, where's my truck? He said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, well, I heard you sold the engine out of my truck. And he immediately hit Kevin in the face with his fist. Jeez. And then he started shooting them, and he shot about nine or ten times into the cab of the truck, fatally wounding Kevin and Damien. In the meantime, Brandon, who's, uh, I'm sorry, Kevin and Brandon, in the meantime, Damien, who's in the other truck, has opened the door because he's pleading with him prior to the shooting, put the gun down, put the gun down. Well, after he shoots them up, he turns and then shoots Damien several times as well. Over a truck. Then he looks at his brother. Yeah, looks at his brother and says, help me put Damien in the truck. And they loaded him up in the back of Damien's truck. They opened the door. And at that time, uh, one one of them fell to the ground. Kevin fell to the ground. It was a horrible scene. And it was all over allegedly a truck. Now, we just learned that information late yesterday afternoon. And of course, that will be part of the follow-up investigation. We don't know what the validity of that argument was at all at this point in time. And beside that, it doesn't make any difference. You don't kill people. You certainly don't kill one person, much less three over something like that. No doubt about it. We're speaking with Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd about the frostproof massacre and the swift move to get these scumbags behind bars. John Senning? Sheriff Judd, one of the most heartbreaking elements of this story is that uh, one of the victims that was able to call his father, uh, you know, in, in those last moments who came there and didn't have a cell phone. But they, they had a moment where he said something to his father and that was kind of that's been kept quiet. Did whatever he say incriminate T.J. Wiggins any further or can you not speak on it? What? I, I can't talk about what what their last moments together on this earth were, but I can tell you that the father rushed to the scene to help because that's all he heard on the cell phone was help, and he knew exactly where his son was fishing. So when he raced there, he arrived and he found his son, and the other two shot up, and the other two were already deceased. His son was still alive. They had just a few seconds together. Then he forgot his cell phone and couldn't find his son's cell phone. So he ran to the store at that point in time, which is about five or ten minutes away, to find someone to call 911. When he returned, his son, too, was dead. Unreal. 
Uh, I saw you share. It was horrible. It is. It's awful. And I saw you in the press conference today. And for everyone, uh, you know, who has crit- critical words to say about your press conferences and whatnot, what you showed these past couple of days is how much this affects you personally when you see things like this and that this happens in your community. And it's got to take so much constitution to stand up there and go through these details thinking about. We're dads, you know what I mean? Thinking about how we would feel in a situation like that. Does it bring you satisfaction then to find out who did it based on a bunch of tips who didn't even know that this guy was anywhere near the thing? They just know that he's a criminal, a career criminal, and then to go get this guy, does that bring you any satisfaction? Well, it certainly does. And our state attorney's office, led by our prosecutor, Brian Haas, who's simply the very best, will prosecute this thing this event to the fullest extent of the law. I have total trust in Brian and his homicide team, and things will be good with them in charge of the prosecution. But the passion of our homicide team, and I brag on the men and women of the sheriff's office, is simply this. They investigated this case as if it were their brother that was viciously murdered that night. They worked 24-7. They worked around the clock with literally naps in between in order to bring these people to justice sooner rather than later. So when you look at the work they did, the fine work they did, the tips that we got from the community, it all came together. Well, that's good to know, and that uh, that did take some strong police work, and I did see uh, in your press conference you gave major props to the FDLE for making themselves available as well. It's a team effort to get these people into custody. I also found it notable that you mentioned the demeanor of these people because what kind of a heartless son of a gun can go to a McDonald's drive through and then get 10 double cheeseburgers and two McChickens immediately after massacring three friends in cold blood? And have dinner. You know what? Does it, does it work up a hunger Killing people? I mean, how do, how are you even capable of eating at that point in time? So, you know, that's how ruthless these three individuals are. Mm. T.J. Wiggins is a sociopath. I mean, we already just arrested him again for aggravated battery with a tire iron where he broke a guy's arm in a fight, and he bonded out of jail pending more felony charges. After he's been in jail six of the last eight years, after since the age of 12, he's picked up 230 charges, not arrests, because there was multiple charges on different arrests. I mean, the guy's just a wild man, out of control. Just he's hostile and evil. And he just happened to see these people, this Damien, that night. At the store, this event has apparently been going on for some period of time. So it's not like that there was a a ramp up over the last day or two or over the last hours into a fight. It's like, oh, well, he's there. I'm going to go kill him. Awful. Just awful. John, sending what you got for Grady Judd, Polk County Sheriff. Sheriff, we've had some listeners uh, passing along some screenshots to us of a WFLA Facebook post that actually shows somebody by the name of TJ Wiggins inquiring about your press conferences and the details of uh, of the case. Is that something that, that you are aware of? And, and obviously just another example of, of what a psychopath this guy is. Well, I'm aware of it, but, you know, I don't even know if it's really him or if it's somebody faking it or 
if that's just his cover story before he was arrested. He lived with his girlfriend and his brother and his dad and some other people off the grid, way out in the countryside. Frostproof is a little bitty town, it's, and it's totally safe. It is still the Quincy—I can't even say that today. <laughs> Quintons, anyway, something. It's the most beautiful little community. Way and 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 that's where you you know you think about you'd like to live and you'd like to raise your children. It's virtually crime free, and then they lived even further out than that in the woods off the grid, so it was difficult finding them. So I guess you know with their generators they charged up their cell phone and he got on it and decided to do that if in fact that's him. Man. Can you talk more about this? I know it was kind of referred to as a compound. Were there other people living in trailers on this kind of plot of land, or was it just their spot? Because it just for for the average, you know, city slicker like us, this uh, off the grid compound sounds pretty wild. It is an off the grid compound of RVs where mm. where TJ lived with Mary, Robert was there, their dad was there. Mm. And they also had other relatives live there. It was a series of little RVs, and you literally had to go off of a road through a wooded area to an open field, and there you saw their compound. And it was just as as you would imagine. Off the grid, no electricity, no water. They collected rainwater, and that's where they lived. Oh my gosh! Is that where the arrest was made, Sheriff? Did you have to like go out? Because that sounds like a movie to me. Is like the Polk County Sheriff's Department moving into an off-the-grid compound to get a couple of scumbags into custody? That's where it happened. When we got the information, we obtained a search warrant and searched the compound, the residence, and we found a nine-millimeter casing at TJ's house. Uh, well, actually, not a house; is an RV. We took that casing and we measured it to the ca- casings at the scene. And that's where FDLE went above and beyond. They worked late. They came in early. FDLE's crime lab was superior. And they said, well, we can tell you this. This is 9 millimeter, fired out of a Smith & Wesson, and the projectiles at the scene of the murder and the projectiles at T.J. Wiggins' house are the same, fired from the same gun. That was a very important connection. Man, that sure as heck is. I do need to mention, very important, uh, if you want to help the family out, Sheriff Grady Judd and the Polk County Sheriff's Office have a website set up where you can make a donation. Uh, just go to polksheriff.org slash donate. That is P-O-L-K Sheriff dot org slash donate and you can help this family out uh, the grieving families, of course, of the victims. And I, I think that's wonderful that uh, that you've done that for them, Sheriff. Well, these folks are, are are good people, and they're very poor people. It's all they can do to feed their families and make their way through life. And now these three families have to bury children. And I say children. They're 23, 27, and 30. They're young men, and they don't have resources for that. So if you can donate a little bit of money, a little bit of money by a lot of people goes a long way. Well, uh, they say when life hands you lemons, turn it into lemonade. And this started my wheels turning. We've actually been trying to figure out in this COVID era how we can put an event because we do a lot of charity stuff. And unfortunately, in these uh, in these times we're in, it's tough to do charity events because we're not supposed to be around each other. But what if 
We threw something at the Silver Moon Drive-In Theater where people can stay in their cars and whatnot, and we donate a whole bunch of money to the families for the for the funeral expenses. I know it'd probably take a little bit to put it together, but I think that'd be a good way to uh, to go about raising some money and awareness. What do you think, Sheriff? I think that's a pretty good idea. Thanks, buddy. And that way everyone can stay in their car. Come by the Silver Moon, make a donation. That w- that would work nicely. All right, my I'm going to get our promo team on that immediately, and we're going to see what we can do to help out. I have to give you major kudos. I know you're exhausted. You were just on Fox News. You probably got a bunch set up this afternoon as well. Thank you, as always, for making time for us on the radio, and thank you for what you do for people in Central and South Florida. You're a stand-up guy, and uh, I know that you hate for things like this to happen in your community, but I know that the residents of Polk County sleep a lot better knowing that Sheriff Grady Judd is there to hold people accountable for the things that they do. Thank you very much, Drew, but I give all the credit to the community and my deputies. We have a 48-year low crime rate, but that's because the community trusts us they give us information, and we solve crime. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. Yeah, you too, Thank Grady. You, Take it easy, man. Man.